good morning. It's good to see you guys. I'm glad you're here. Um, so we are starting this second week of our series called Art of the Heart. And I have a question first to start us off this morning for you couples that are in here. Um, just to see kind of where you are, I'll let you, if you want to raise your hand, you can. If not, you might be too embarrassed. That's okay, too. Um, so for you couples in here, are, is there, in your, in your relationship, is there the one person that's always on time? Like the on-time person? Uh, or like 15 minutes early is on time and anything? You know, and then there's the person that comes like, you know, coming in hot on two wheels and just kind of, you know, 10 minutes late is close enough and everything's, you know, that's... You understand? Speaking of, our communications director, Joshua Harrell, um, he likes to mix his metaphors, and one day in the office, he, he formed a new phrase that we like to use a lot, right, Kristen? And he said this, yeah, I'm going to be coming in hot on two left feet. And we were like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's, that's intense. So there's a new phrase for you to use, so... So, okay, uh, couples, is, are there one of you in the relationship that's the planner, like the scheduler, like we got to write this down, and got to put this down, and then there's the other one that's just like, just whenever, whatever, just let me know, I'll try to be there, you know, just, just drag you, then there's that, then there's, this one is, this gets a little, a little sensitive here, do you have the spenders and the savers? right? You have the spenders, and they're just like, I'm just going to spend it, and I think there's a tree in the backyard, and we can just pluck some more off of it, you know, and then there's the savers. I have a friend that's got, she's from a family of five kids, and she used to be mortified. They would go, oh, hang on, well, anyway, they would go into a restaurant, and um, and her dad, they would go to like a McDonald's or something, and they're, he would bring in like a two liter of a drink, because he was a saver, he was not going to dole out a bunch of money for drinks in the restaurant. That's your pappy, Thomas. You know who I'm talking about. Um, okay, so, um, and then there's, you know, and then you've got the saver, and, and, you know, the saver's like, you know, why do we need a new car? The 87 family truckster with 300,000 miles is not causing that much carbon monoxide issues. So we should be fine. So, you know, you've got these in your relationships. And, you know, when you're dating and everything, it can be really cute to, you know, spend a lot of money. Tim McGraw sang about it, throwing out his arm to win the teddy bear, right? Like the giant, like huge teddy bear that you get. And it's all cute and sweet. And, oh, isn't that adorable? And then, but then, like, a few years later, you're like, this is just a giant, useless waste of money. Now, hopefully you don't think that about your partner, that's not, that's not healthy. But here's what I want us to talk about today. Last week in this Art of the Heart, we talked about fighting fair. Because the reality is, you are imperfect. The person you're in a relationship with, or for those of you that want to be in a relationship with, newsflash, they're going to be an imperfect person. And so you are going to have conflicts. There's going to be times you don't agree, when you don't see eye to eye, when you have a different opinion on something, you're going to fight. So let's just go ahead and put that out there. Don't be surprised. No one should be shocked. There are going to be times you don't agree. However, in those times of disagreement, we can fight fair. We can choose to say, I'm going to honor this person. We can choose to do that. And so in week one, we talked about we want to fight fair. That's an art of the heart. We want to learn how to do that. And today I want us to talk about this simple thing here. And it's this. Let's, in, with the art of the heart, let's be people who say, I'm never 
going to give up. I'm never going to give up. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to give up on our relationship. I'm not going to give up on our marriage. Now, anytime you talk about marriage, anytime you talk about stuff like this, there's an elephant in the room, and it's simply this. So I'll just go ahead and talk about it for a minute. There are people in here this morning, and you were in a marriage, and it didn't work out. It failed. It, it, it was horrible. It, you could call it a train wreck. You could call it a, a plane crash. It, it went down in, in, in flames. You, you can use, there's a whole lot of other words I'm sure that you can use about what happened and how that relationship ended. And I want to just tell you this. I want to say, I don't want you to feel a guilt trip today when I talk about never giving up. Because you know what? You've already felt the guilt. You've already felt the pain. You've already felt the shame. And so I don't want to throw that on you. I don't want you to hear that today. But I, want to, I do want us to talk about this, that there's, it's very likely that you did everything that you could for that relationship, but the other person didn't reciprocate. And so it's painful for you. Or if you're really honest with yourself, you might say, you know what? I probably could have done things a whole lot different, and I didn't, and, and here I am. But I just want to say that I don't want us to, anytime you hear me say the words never give up today, I don't want the person who's on the other side of, of brokenness to be like, well, I'm just, shoot, I'm, I'm out of this. I guess, I guess God's grace isn't enough for me. That's not the case this morning. I want you to hear that. Because here, here's the thing. Bottom line, splitting up hurts. Breaking up hurts. That's why they call it breaking up and not skipping away really happy and, and free. It's breaking. It's broken, right? It, it's, it, that, it hurts. And in marriage, tearing apart what God put together, that covenant marriage, it is painful and it hurts. It's going to be messy. And, and uh, that's just a reality. That's why divorce hurts so much. It's like ripping part of you out. Those of you that have been divorced, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you that have parents that have been divorced, you know what I'm talking about. It's a painful thing. So, so for all of us then, so I just had to say that. I want you to hear that. So for all of us, where we are right now, what do you do then if you're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm in a relationship, I'm in a marriage, and I want, it's not, it's just not working. It just doesn't seem to be what it should be. You know, I'm trying to seek God, but it just doesn't seem all it could be, or Maybe you're hoping for a relationship one day that will be what you, you hope that God's going to just pour his blessings out on it. What do you do? Well, you never give up. We're going to fight fair, and we're going to practice this principle of never giving up. And Scripture gives us, I think, plain as day, I mean, so simple. People of all ages, I think, can somewhat grab a hold of this principle I want to share with you this morning out of Galatians chapter 6. And in Galatians 6, we find this, um, this, this beautiful rule, if you will. And sometimes we don't like the idea of rules, but they're there for a reason. And, and it's very practical. And this is what it says, beginning in verse 7 of Galatians 6. It says this, Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. Here we go, ready? What a person plants, he will harvest. It's important to remember that. We're going to come back to that in a minute. What a person plants, he will harvest, he or she. The person who plants, listen, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. 
All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the, the, the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. And then verse 9 and 10 says this, So... Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. You know, sometimes you get really tired in relationships. Yeah, I'm really tired. This is tiring. I'm tired of this. Don't get fatigued. Tiredness and fatigue are different. Fatigue is it's excruciating. It's the, to the, the nth degree. It says don't get fatigued doing good. And then here you go. Listen. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. If we don't give up or quit now so so if you're in in your marriage today i want you to be thinking about everything i say in regard to your marriage if you are in a serious relationship today i want you to be thinking about this relationship and what god is doing in it and where it's going if you are saying you know what i'm not in either of those but i hope that one day i will be i want you to listen to this today and i want you to apply these principles because you can start applying them now as someone who's not attached not married don't have the ring on the finger and you can start to apply these now and i i believe that you're going to be better for it when those relationships do happen okay so let's look at this together this morning out of this passage in galatians there's two uh principles that come out of here and it's this whole thing about planting and harvesting, okay? In, in, your, uh, in the NIV or, or New King James, in any, a lot of different versions, you will hear the term uh, sowing and reaping. It's the same thing, planting and harvesting. What you put in the ground, you're going to get out of it. What are you sowing? What are you planting? And then you'll find out what the harvest will be. What you plant, you will harvest. And so sowing and reaping is this art of the heart that I want us to look at this morning. So here are these two principles. The first one is this, talking about reaping and sowing, and it's this. You will reap, we reap what we sow. We're going to harvest what we plant. It's really simple. There's nothing I'm going to say today that's going to blow your mind. But I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes it's the simple stuff that I kind of scoot on past. But we're going to harvest what we plant. Any, any people in here like, like, like to garden? You know, you like to, you like to get in the dirt. You like to work in the dirt. You like to plant a garden, you know. Think about this, if you would. Um, in, in regard to our relationship, here's what a lot of us do. There are so many people who are sowing, who are uh, planting just a bunch of junk into their relationship. It, it, there, there's nothing there of life it's really kind of just it, it's just I don't know hanging out there's no purpose there's no there's no um, no intentionality uh, there's nothing about it that, that is really hopeful and yet sometimes those people will step back and go I don't understand why I don't have the, the greatest most loving most fulfilling relationship I've ever had I mean, you're going to harvest what you plant. So if you're planting just junk, then, then what, what, you're not going to get anything else out. Folks, if you go to the store and you buy a little packet, and on the packet it says cucumbers, cucumber seeds, okay? And you take that packet of cucumber seeds and you go home and you make your little garden and you pour in your cucumber seeds and then you take care of that soil and you make sure it has what it needs and the sunlight and the water and all that stuff... 
There's a lot of people, folks, that are expecting a tomato plant to pop up out of that. And it doesn't make sense. In regard to relationships, that's what we're doing. We're just kind of like, eh, whatever, okay, we'll see. Hang on, where's the amazing? Where's the beautiful? Where's the wonderful? Why isn't this person my all and everything? You harvest what you plant. And we need to think about that. And so what you're planting is important, that the harvest depends on those seeds. And so in your relationship, instead of planting a critical spirit, meanness, anger, you know, just built up, you know, that kind of stuff, being unloving and selfish, you're going to plant that and plant that. And, and what are you going to get out of that? It's not going to be good. It's, it's not going to be beneficial. It's not going to be healthy for your relationship. What if instead you said, you know what, I'm going to plant grace, and I'm going to plant compassion, and I'm going to be thoughtful towards this other person. I'm going to, I'm going to, be, uh, I'm going to be intentional in, my, in this relationship. Listen, I can't guarantee that that person is going to immediately respond in the same way, but I firmly believe because this is a scriptural teaching that you're going to start to see grace and compassion and genuine love start to show up and it might start to show up in you before it ever does in the other person and that's okay because we're not being selfish okay but what we plant is what we're going to harvest so think about this for a minute um well i want to say this to our to our single folks. Um, if you want to have a loving relationship at one point, a fulfilling, loving, uh, God-honoring relationship, I'm just going to guess that because you've chosen to worship with other believers today in a church, that there's a chance you might want to honor God with your relationship, okay? So if that's kind of where you are, I cannot express strongly enough to you and I, and I say this from a place of someone who was single for a really long time. Um, that for you, so I say apply this stuff, start today, make the, start to make that switch today. And, in, and if you've been tempted to focus on who it's going to be, if you've been tempted on going, I can't wait till I, I find them. Um, if you've been really focused on the who, I encourage you to, today to start instead focusing on, be, on, on you working on your relationship with God and letting him start to do a work in you so that when that person comes along, you are the best person through Christ that you can possibly be. If all you're doing is looking outward and expecting that other person you, it's oh it, there's going to be a lot of disappointment in play there a lot of disappointment in there so I say start to make that switch now why because you're going to reap what you sow you're going to harvest what you plant so think about it like this you decide today and I'm specifically talking to, to our single folks right now but it's it's true for all of us um, you decide today that you of what your standards are going to be and who you date these are my standards and and you're even going to decide what dating even looks like 
Because let me tell you, it looks different for a, different, for a lot of different people. You decide, you know what? This, these are the standards that for my dating relationship, and this is, what I'm, this is where they are. And you're going to draw the line. And so you're going to say, I'm honoring God with my heart. I'm going to honor God with my mind. I'm going to honor God with my body in my relationships so that when you do come into contact and you meet people, you think, hey, this could be the one. You've already set your standards. You're not waiting to meet someone and then arrange your standards according to that person. You're saying, no, this is who I am. This is who God wants me to be. I know I'm, I'm really pressing on this, but I think it's really important. And so if the, if the person you're with or the kind of person you want to be with, and, and, and that's not where they are, then you keep on trucking. Bye. And because you're going to find God's going to honor you for that, okay? All right, I'll move on. Um, is it, did you hear that? No, 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 no. I think it's something about planting cucumbers. I don't know anyway. <laughs> Let me ask this question before I move on to the second point. Because the first point is this. It's about what you sow. You're going to harvest what you sow. You're going to harvest what you plant. What have you been planting? Okay. So in your marriage, for married people right now, what have you been planting in your marriage? Because that's what you're going to harvest. If you're in a serious relationship, what are you planting in this relationship? And if you're single and said, I want that one day. I want to be that person. When, whenever the person on the stage talks about married people, I want to be in that group eventually. What are you planting right now in your life? Because you're going to harvest what you plant. So the first principle in this art of the heart where we want to be people who say, I'm never going to give up. We've got to start with saying, you know what, I'm going to plant stuff. I'm going to plant what honors God. And it's about what we plant. That's important. Here's the second principle in this. It's not just about what, but it's about we're going to reap where we sow. We are going to harvest where we plant. Here's what I mean by that if you were to plant all of your energy all of your focus all of your passion into your job is that going to benefit is are you going to reap a harvest in your relationship now see some some people might be tempted to go well i'm going to earn more money which is going to give us a but no 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 that's not that's not my question it's not about making more money to have a more a comfortable lifestyle if you're investing everything of yourself into your job, what do you have left over to plant into your relationship? So, so think about that for a minute because a lot of people are wondering, I don't know why, why my marriage is just, it's just kind of flatlined. Well, maybe it's because you work 80 hours a week and you travel all the time. Maybe it's because even when you're home, you're at work. Maybe it's because instead of FaceTime, you're always, you're, you're always screen time, and it's always about work. I know this isn't really comfortable, but think about it, folks. We're, we reap where we sow. So you might make a whole lot more money. You might get that promotion. You might get some awards. You might get a lot of pats on the back. But what's that doing for your relationship with that person that you've said, I do, to that person? Think about it like this. Um, what if you're putting all your energy and all your focus into your kids? 
which, I mean, a lot of us in here go, wow, they, it's time. We only have one, and we're busy. So I don't know how, the rest of you must be magicians. If you have two or more children, I don't know how you, it's time. It's, it's a lot. But some folks are so child-centric that once the children are gone and out of the house, they have nothing to base their marriage on because it's been all about children. If you're putting everything into the kids, what are you putting in to each other? We've, we're going we're gonna to reap where we sow. What if you put all your energy and all your time and all your passion into a hobby, something that you really love to do? Unless you're doing that with your significant other, listen, you might be really good at that, whatever that hobby might be. You might be really good at that passion that you have outside of your job. But what's it doing for your relationship? See, it's about where we sow. We have an opportunity to to put in more into our relationships. And I think for almost every single one of us, we could probably admit today that we could do better. That we can do better. Now, here's, here's the other elephant in the room, I guess. There's a good chance that there's probably somebody here or online who's saying, you know what, I'm doing everything I can, and he's doing nothing. You know, there could be, there could be that guy sitting there right now going, you know what, I am doing, I've done it all, and she hasn't done anything. I'm, I'm trying to carry the load, and I think I'm just about ready to quit. And, and that really could be the case. I want to encourage you in that. But before I encourage you in that, I want to discourage you first. I think before you are just dead set on that being the reality, that instead we each and every one of us look in the mirror and say, could it possibly be me? Could I be the one that's not giving my best? Could, is it possible that I'm the one in the relationship that's not, not giving my all? That I'm, I'm being overly critical and, and, and just fault-finding and, and just complaining, and yet I'm expecting for the other person to just be, what I say at the 930 service? I don't know, like rainbow butterfly puppies I don't know something you expect this just beautifulness and angel puppies that's what it was angel puppies I mean who can be angel puppies I mean it's the most wonderful thing it, I, I say that because before we are quick to go it's them it's, 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 it's not me and, and, and here's where I want to go with that thought I, I just want to offer you this there are marriages and there are relationships that are that are tired and that are exhausted. And for those of you who are single going, gosh, well, that doesn't sound fun at all. It's just the reality of life. When you put two imperfect people together, even in the best of circumstances, sometimes it's just hard. But it's not impossible. And so the art of the heart is to say, I'm not going to give up on this. Why? Because as followers of Christ, I'm following someone who has not given up on me. 
You know, we talked last week about fighting fair, and one of the ways we fight fair is because we offer grace and compassion to that person. Why? Because Christ has offered that grace and compassion to us. Who are we to try to withhold that from somebody else? It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it always ends up being perfect. But we need, to be in that, we need to be in that state, in that prepared state of being able to do that. And so I'll say this. For, for marriages and, and those serious relationships and for those that are, are saying, I want that one day, I'm just going to offer this. Pray for the other person. If you're married right now, start to pray for your spouse. And listen, I'm not saying that you're like, dear Lord, would you please fix Drew? That's not... That's not helpful. Okay? You know, what if, what if you started to pray prayers like, God, would you please help me today to have compassion for my husband? And even just the tiniest way in which you've shown compassion to me. God, would you help me to be quick to forgive an offense and to keep no record of wrongs the way you have done for me? You start to pray those kind of honest prayers. You start to pray those prayers for, for the other person. There's, if, I, if I remember the Bible right, there's something in there about praying even sometimes for your enemies. And folks, sometimes... Your spouse feels like an enemy. I heard a silent amen from a lot of married people. You couldn't hear it, but I picked it up. I heard it. Sometimes I feel like an enemy. Imagine this, this concept of planting. And think about the hardest soil you can imagine. Now think about that soil being your heart. Folks, when we pray, that hardness is softened. That unwillingness to bend starts to, to flex a little bit. That, that, um, that steadfastness of no way, I'm right and they're wrong starts to go, well, you know what? Maybe it's not about that. Or maybe even you realize you might be wrong. But you start to pray and God starts to work on that and soften that. And what happens is he creates a place where when you start to plant some, some life in there and some grace in there and some compassion in there and just, how about even just some friendship? Because sometimes you don't feel like you're even good friends sometimes or the one you've chosen. You're going to reap that. You're going to harvest what you plant. And so I know for those of you sitting here, sitting here going, I don't, I don't know, this might be too much. I don't know if we can do this. You don't understand, Shannon. I've got papers sitting on my desk. Before you sign them, would you pray? Before you sign them, would you pray for your spouse? Before you say we're done, would you start to pray for that person? Before you walk off, will you say, God, will you show me where I'm, where I'm at fault? Because the art of the heart is to say we're going to fight fair and we're never going to give up. We talk about that commitment. When you think about marriage, it's about that commitment. 
even better it's that covenant that we make that promise we make with God and I believe with all my heart that he wants to honor that covenant and that commitment that we make with one another so folks fight fair and don't ever give up and if you think you are about to and you want to and you're saying hold on a minute okay God you're speaking to me I would love to talk to you whether today after the service or you want to get in touch with me later in the week I would I'm here for you in that I'm here for you in that I want to walk alongside of you in that um before we end our time in worship together, and I know it's kind of a hard segue for us, but, but I think it's important. Um, you saw both the JDs this morning uh, making the announcements and talking about, and you know what? It's really not that hard of a segue, I guess, when you think about it, talking about commitment. You know, for the ministries of our church and the things going on in our church, um, if, you've, if you've joined this church, if you're a member, um, one of the things we ask, you've probably been here when someone's joined, we said, hey, will you support the church with your prayers, with your presence, with your gifts, with your service, and with your witness? People say, yeah, I will. And so if you're a member or a regular attender, this is really for you today. If you're a guest, we're really glad you're here, but we're not expecting you to, to jump right into this. Um, we're just glad you're here and, and you're looking for a faith community. We'd love to be that place. Um, but for our members and regular attenders, in just a minute, the band's going to, you guys can go ahead and come on up if you want, Justin and crew. We, we always end our time in worship together, and we'll sing a couple of songs, and part of that is in response to what we've heard. Um, part of that is to, to make some, some prayers and, and conversations with the Lord, and some of us just to sing out loud what we believe. But you see this table here in this basket, and in your bulletin, as J.D. pointed out, you should have received one of these just a card if you notice it's not asking for like your social security number there's no dollar amount sign on here all we're asking for our members and regular attenders is to say you know what i'm committed to the ministries of this church i'm committed to what we're doing in this community and i'm going to do my part financially i'm going to be present and i'm going to do my part and so we're asking folks to just sign your name if that's you and, and this is about you. We're not going to mail these back to you later or examine them and see who did it. It's really about you saying, I'm going to do this. And so anytime during our next two songs that we're going to be worshiping together, um, you can come up here and place these in the basket. We're not going to pass the basket around because we believe there's something sometimes about getting up out of your seat and moving that shows a response to God. Father, thank you that today you have spoken to us. And God, I know that... Um, that today's message was uh, probably very likely um, hit some, some sore places, some bruised places some hurt places for a lot of people there's, there's a lot of us in here that we're the product of our parents it, they just, it didn't work, it didn't last and it uh, makes us wonder and made us consider relationships differently some of us, we've, we've, we've had to walk away. And it wasn't easy. God, I thank you that your grace is greater than any burden or regret that we could ever have. 
Thank you, God, that your compassion for your people, your sinful people, is immense. I thank you that Christ makes it possible for us to have a new life, a new start. That we can be alive in that power. We can, we can come alive in that promise of who Jesus Christ is. And Lord, I, I pray now a blessing over the relationships that are represented in this room. God, that we would start to be people who are committed to, to planting those things that honor you, that grow us closer to you. Because that harvest is going to be beautiful. Lord, would you hear our prayers now, our time of worship? You deserve all of our praise. In the name of Jesus.